You came to fight the battle that's not with bombs or guns, but with worship. Amen. When you give God praise, you are letting hell know you do not win this battle, but the battle is the Lord's, and we're giving God praise. Somebody worship Him. Oh, come on, let's shout. Come on, shout with a voice of triumph. Somebody celebrate in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you high five somebody and tell them God's good. And high five somebody else say, I'm glad you're at church today. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I like what I feel in the house of God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I like what I feel and I feel what I like. And however you want to define it out. Amen. It's good. Good to be in the house of the Lord here today. Amen. As you are getting ready to turn open your Bibles, dust off the pages to the book of Jonah, chapter 1 and verse 1, we would like to dismiss our Sunday school students and their teachers to their classrooms, amen, to this back room first, and then they will be going to their classrooms. Amen. Everybody say, God bless the Sunday school. Amen. God bless the Sunday school teachers and students. Amen. Amen. Jonah chapter 1, and as you're turning there, amen, I want to say thankful for what the Lord's been doing around here recently and what we've been feeling and uh, what we've been learning and encountering with God, uh, I want to encourage you to come back to the house of the Lord uh, this Wednesday night. You don't want to miss it. Amen. We're just going to continue plowing in the Word of God and being blessed. Also, if you could uh, remember my wife as she travels back home, amen, she's been helping my father-in-law uh, with his music today because his musician just got married. So, hallelujah. So that's a good, that's a good thing, but... I mean, I stole his music director, and then somebody else comes in, and, well, hallelujah. But we just want to make sure we're praying for her. Amen. But I want to say for our music team, what a wonderful job they always do around here. Amen. <laughs> Thankful for them ushering us into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1. The word of the Lord says this. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and when he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish, from, everybody say from, the presence of the Lord. I love this next part. But the Lord sent a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Skipping down to verse number 17. The Bible says this, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. 
Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. All right, skip down to verse number 10. See, we just about read the entire book right here. So if I don't preach good, you just got good word right there. Chapter 2 and verse 10. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preachings that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey the word of the Lord came to Jonah and he went from the presence of the Lord the word of the Lord came to him and he ran from the word of the Lord preaching real good right now hallelujah the Bible is a really good preacher and the Bible says the Lord sent a great wind and then it says he prepared a great fish and then he spoke to that fish. And he ended up right where God had called him to be. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. I don't want to be very long or deep here today. This might be an uh, inch deep and a mile wide, but we'll just do our best. Hopefully this is a blessing to you. I want to preach to us on this subject, divine adjustments. Divine adjustments. Would you set down your Bibles? Let's pray all across this building. And let's ask God to do that here today. Would you pray with us? We want God to work some adjustments. Amen. Whatever it might be, God, as long as I get where you are trying to take me, God, I want you to, I want you to work in my world. Come on, would you pray with us? Father, we're asking, God, that you would, that you would operate here today. God, that you would, you would bless us with this word. I pray that this would be an encouragement and a blessing. Amen. Right where some people are living today in the wonderful name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Divine adjustments. The Bible says that the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. We do not have any proof that Jonah had ever received a word from God. I know we call him a prophet, but I don't know if at this point he was like many of the other people in the Bible that God called. Uh, God often called to the most common and just unlikely sorts of people, and he used them. Amen. He would call the fishermen, and he would make them to become fishers of men. Amen. He would take them from where they are and he would mold them and he would shape them into what he wanted them to be. I don't know exactly how Jonah, amen, came to this calling, but the Lord came to Jonah and began to speak to him about a city by the name of Nineveh. And he wanted him to go down and preach the words that he was given of God to Nineveh. Now, History teaches us that Nineveh had quite a quite a terrible reputation. Amen. Jesus even talks about Nineveh. Amen. And, and it, it's a wicked city. Amen. The Bible says here that it's a wicked city that, that has come up before him. And you only see that terminology a few times in the Bible. One of the places God said was wicked was Sodom and Gomorrah. We all know what happened there. Amen. If you are new to the Bible, I want you to know God 
burn it down to the ground. Amen. Uh, when God saw the wickedness of the world in Noah's day, the Bible says that he brought a flood upon the world, and that flood eradicated all life but those that got saved in the ark. And somebody said, praise God. And so it was a wicked city. And it had a reputation, history teaches us, of killing prophets and those that came. And no doubt Jonah thought to himself, uh, there, there's, there's no way I'm going to go into a suicide mission. Uh, it doesn't matter who sends me, whether it's God or somebody else, I am not going to Nineveh. So no, Jonah decided he's going to go the opposite direction. And let me just say this for a moment. Amen. When the word of God comes to Jonah, amen, he is given an option. He is given a choice. And I want us to all know this, that God has a purpose for each and every one of our lives. Amen. The Bible speaks of Jeremiah that while you were still in your mother's womb, before you were even formed, he said, I knew you and I had a plan for you. Amen. You may not know today what the plan of God for your life is, but I want to preach to you and encourage you that God does in fact have a plan for you. And somebody clap your hands under the Lord. Amen. God's got a plan for you whether you know it or not, but I also want you to know about the plan of God. You and I have a choice on whether or not we will follow the plan of God. Amen. And Jonah heard from the Lord and thought, no, there's no way I'm going there. And so he gets down to Joppa and he finds a boat and he pays for that boat to take him to Tarshish. Amen. I want to explain to you that just going from where he was all the way to Nineveh would have only been a 725-mile journey. But for him to run all the way in the opposite direction was 3,000 miles. Amen. Let me just preach to somebody that God's got a plan for your life. And if you will yield yourself to the plan of God, it's going to be a lot easier of a trip. It's going to be a lot shorter of a journey. You don't have to take all of the detours of life. You don't have to go in all the different areas, amen, that the detour would take you. It's only 725 miles when you say yes to God, but it's 3,000 miles in a downward direction and an opposite direction when you say no to God. Can I encourage somebody here today to just lift your hands and say yes to whatever God's got planned for you. It's a lot easier for you and I to just say yes to Jesus. Amen. It will save us a lot of heartache to just say yes to Jesus. The Bible says that the way of a transgressor is hard. Amen. It's it's hard when God is God is wanting you to go a certain direction because there's something we must all come to grips with about God. He is our heavenly Father and he is a loving Father. And he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids, he said, how much more should your heavenly father give good things to those that ask? I want you to know that the plan that God has for your life, uh, amen, he tells Jeremiah, the plan I have for the people is of hope and a future. It is a plan to bless them. It is a plan to prosper them. Amen. 
When God shows up in your life, you never get worse. You only get better. When you bring your life to Jesus, uh, it, never, it never gets worse than it was when you showed up. Uh, it only gets better. Uh, amen. The, the, the living for God, uh, amen, is one of the greatest things you and I could ever do. And somebody that can testify about that ought to shout. There's nothing like living for Jesus. Got to live for God and... And so he's got a choice. He could say, I don't want to go that direction. I, I want to I go my own or I want to follow Jesus. And it would have been better. God's plan for his life would have worked out and it would have, it would have blessed him. He would have not had to fight against, amen, the plan of God. It would have been, amen, it would have, it would have all turned around for good. But uh, we, we do see something here that, that Jonah's made a decision on his journey Amen, that he's going to go the opposite direction. And I can, I can testify and I can make myself, amen, very plain that I have had that happen more times in my life than I like to admit sometimes. But I've been on this journey called life and this walk with God and, and this plan that God has had for me. And I've looked at it and it didn't always look as appealing. I, I do know that, that God really does want to bless and God does really want to prosper and God really does want to help. But I can't help but think about, amen, all all of the opposition and all the problems that come along with uh, the journey that God has me on. And, and if I could just admit it to us here today, there's times where I have gotten sidetracked from God's plan for my life. Amen. There's been times where I have been detoured, uh, amen, from God's plan for my life. Uh, and quite frankly, there's been times where I've gotten off the road, went off-road in a little while, and I got completely off track. And and, and I've, I, there's been times where I've done exactly what Jonah does, and I know in church settings we like to beat Jonah up because uh, he said no to God but there's been too many times uh, in my journey with God that I've said the exact same word no to Jesus and I've found that I have gone the opposite direction than that which God would try to lead me uh, even though I know the plans of God work out better than my plans even though I know that God's going to bless me if I go even though I know God's got prosperous things in my future if I just say yes to him but I have found time and time again something in my human nature that Paul talked about that I want to do good but evil is present with me that that I would desire to go after God but something in my flesh can I get anybody that's willing to be real today something in my flesh doesn't want to go that direction even though I know it's better for me somebody clap your hands and give God praise Man, there's a problem because he goes in the opposite direction. But I didn't come to talk about Jonah's failures. I didn't come today to talk about Jonah's flaws. I came to encourage somebody in the Lord here today. I came to talk about what God does in the midst of your failure. I've come to preach to somebody today about what the Lord does even though you've messed up. I've come to talk to somebody today about what God does when you take a detour you should have never taken. When you get sidetracked by life. When you get off track altogether. Amen. I want to preach to somebody uh, that the Lord showed up uh, and started making some divine adjustments. Uh, that the Holy Ghost showed up uh, and started making things turn around uh, and tried to turn Jonah around. Uh, somebody ought to give God praise here today. 
Let me preach about one divine adjustment, amen, that he did for Jonah. The Bible says he paid the fare. He paid the price to go in the opposite direction. He was trying to get as far away from what God had planned for his life. And that's how some people have lived in this building, amen. It's not that you hate God. It's not that you hate church. It's, it's There's something about the plan of God that scares you, and maybe it's the unknown, but there's people that even though they're scared of the unknown with God, they would rather go off into the unknown without God and I want to tell you that's absolutely ludicrous here today because he pays the fare doesn't really care where he's going as long as it's as far away from Nineveh as possible and the Bible says the Lord made a nice little adjustment in his plan I thank God for those moments I thank God for those moments the Bible says that God prepared a storm for Jonah there's some things we go through in life, and we think it's against us. Hallelujah. We think there's some things that are against us. But can I help you that God is for you? Let me say that again. God's got your best interests at heart even when you and I do not. God cares for you more than you care for yourself. Amen. God is more interested in the plan sometimes than we are. Amen. We, we want to avoid the process, but God says, I, I will do whatever it takes to get you back on track because I know that for my kids, that is what's best for them. Oh, somebody give God praise. Prepares a wind, prepares some waves. They come and they start to beat against the boat and, and even prepares the boat to fall apart. Amen. God's so good. Not many people want to shout right there that God allows sometimes things to not work out. Hallelujah. But I want to say I thank God for the plans I had that didn't work out. I mean, if my plans would have worked out, I wouldn't be preaching to you today. But I'm grateful that God in his mercy and in his goodness... Hallelujah, that God in his divine adjustment uh, started moving some things around. Uh, amen, started making some winds come against me, uh, some contrary winds. Uh, that, that I want you to know, it could be a little breeze in your life, uh, or it could be an Acts chapter 2 Russian mighty wind. Uh, all that God's trying to do is, A, uh, get your attention, or B, if at all possible, he wants the wind uh, to hit the sail of your life uh, and flip your boat around. Uh, can I preach to somebody? The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Sometimes God shows up and he blows with the winds to say, I want to turn you around. Amen. Set your sail, pull your anchor, and say, God, send me in the right direction. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Oh, let's lift our hands for a moment. God wants to help somebody here today with, with a little divine adjustment. Come on, let's pray for a moment. Amen. I feel, I feel joy in this house. I feel celebration in this house. Somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. He prepared winds and waves. And sure enough, through the winds and the waves, though Jonah wasn't budging a minute, he started using those winds and waves to prepare the people on the boat, the sailors. He started getting those sailors to thinking about prayer. Hallelujah. 
amen, it's, it's pretty interesting how when God's trying to work on us, all of a sudden he starts working on everybody around us, hallelujah. And he starts working on those sailors, and they start praying to every God they've ever heard of. And finally they come to Jonah and find out who the real God is, and they start making their prayer requests known before that God. And, and Jonah just says, hey, listen, boys, you are in this storm because I've said no to God. And you're in this storm because I, re- I don't really, really want to go that direction. But, but God's still trying to work on me even though I don't necessarily want to go where God's leading me. And he said, just throw me overboard. And they pick him up and they throw him. And I have no doubt because I read the scriptures uh, that the Bible says uh, in verse 17, now the Lord had, uh, that's past tense, had uh, prepared a great fish uh, to swallow Jonah up. Can I preach it the way I feel it here tonight? And uh, that that God showed up. uh, Amen. He was waiting uh, for Jonah to get there uh, because God was not shocked uh, that Jonah was going in the opposite direction. And I have no doubt before his toes very touched the water uh, that God had already had that fish waiting uh, right where Jonah would land. uh, And that fish in God's ultimate mercy uh, swallowed Jonah up. Uh, God had prepared uh, that storm. God had prepared uh, those sailors. God had prepared that great fish. Uh, It was already ready. Uh, I'll tell you what that is. Uh, That was a divine adjustment uh, from God. That was an adjustment uh, from heaven uh, that said, I'm still trying to get you where you need to be. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. I want to talk about three areas and three ways that God adjusts us. Everybody say atmosphere. God adjusts the atmosphere. This is where God starts adjusting external things. Amen. We see this through the Bible. We see this in life. Uh, that where there are there are adjustments that are needed. God will bring in war and God will bring in famine. God will bring in flood. Uh, he will bring in job cuts. He will he will bring in amen. Sometimes he'll bring in positive things. Uh, he'll bring in promotions. He'll bring in job transfers. See, there's some people God knows you won't live for God where you live. Uh, so he's got to get you a job offer all the way in Carson City. I don't know who's listening to here today, but it could be that God's saying, you're not living for me there, so I'm going to make some things externally work out for your good. And sometimes he's got to uproot you where you are and get you where you need to be. Amen. God's making external adjustment. Oh, somebody give God praise. Can I help somebody understand something about your God? Everybody say, God's creative. Amen. Don't get bored with Jesus just yet. Uh, You ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, Amen. Don't get bored with God. He's got a lot of creative adjustments that he can make. Uh, Amen. He comes in uh, and says, Jonah, you're not going the direction I want you to go, so I'm going to change the atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to start making the wind start to blow. Uh, Some people wonder why they feel something today. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, It's not always uh, because we just had a great worship service. Uh, It could very well be that the winds are blowing uh, so somebody can turn their boat around. I tell you what that is. Amen. That is not God's approval. That's God's judgment, adjustment. That's not always God's approval on somebody's life or their choices. But that's God saying, I gotta change the atmosphere. I gotta make a shift so that you'll turn around. Sometimes God's gotta get creative with people. He's gotta, he's gotta heat it up to where they start sweating bullets. What's gonna happen? What I gotta do? 
And they start praying like they've never prayed. Sometimes God's got God's to gotta make some things externally change. Amen. Little winds and little waves start kicking up. And amen. Maybe the boat starts falling apart. You don't know what's going on. And, and all of a sudden it makes you think about God twice as much as you did before. I thank God for those moments. They're not easy moments, but they're needful. Amen. But God's got an infinite number of creative ways to solve your problems. God's got an infinite number of creative ways to adjust you and I to get us where we need to be. Just because you and I can't see any of those solutions doesn't mean they don't exist. Sometimes God will get creative and he'll bring a fish into your life. No, that's not your husband. Hallelujah. Sometimes he will bring some things into your world externally and sometimes he will remove things externally. Amen. Sometimes he looks at your atmosphere that you're in. This is why you, you can't always be sad when people leave your life. Hallelujah. Not everybody's a keeper. Amen. Not everybody's, amen. My pastor said, not everybody's building materials. You just got to, sometimes they come into your life for a season and sometimes they come in for a reason. And if they're just seasonal friends and seasonal, amen, relationships, you let them go because uh, you're not meant to make something permanent out of something that was meant to be temporary. And God says, if I'm going to get you where you need to be, I've got to change your atmosphere. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is what happened to John the Baptist's father. Amen. He didn't believe in God. And God said, I'm going to have to change some things. So he made him mute. Amen. He said, i got to get you out of there. And, 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 and what is going to be produced in Elizabeth, I can't have you going back and making the atmosphere full of negativity and full of doubt. And there's some things in your life that God makes adjustments to. And he starts to silence some voices that used to be influential in your life because he knows they're not taking you where you need to be. And you've got to accept Oh, somebody ought to give God praise. Thank you for the atmospheric adjustments. Thank you for the external adjustments. Thank you for adding or taking away. Somebody give God praise here today. Give God a hand clap and a shout. It is the external atmospheric adjustments that God makes. This is jobs. These are, these are, these are bills. These are things that come in good or bad because God will use anything. He'll get creative. Amen. There's some people that were blind in the Bible. Some people he just laid hands on them. Other people he's spitting some mud. He's creative. Amen. I hope he just lays hands on me. Hey, hallelujah. There's some lepers he tells them. Amen. He lays hands on the leper and touches them. They feel good about it. They go home. They're doing great. There's other lepers. He said, you got to go and show yourself to the priest because for each individual, he's got to change some things. He's got to, amen, what's God, what God's adjusting in my life is not what God is adjusting in your life. And how God is working in my world is not how he's working in your world. And we got to be okay that if God's working in somebody's life in a certain way, amen, and, and we don't want to get upset about the fact that, amen, if he's blessing somebody. Amen. I don't want to get upset about that because maybe God's adjusting some things in my life. Amen. And then he's going to get me to where I need to be blessed. Somebody said amen. 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 Everybody say attitude. Every parent's use this one. Attitude adjustment. Hallelujah. God uses atmospheric adjustments uh, to change external things. Uh, God uses attitude adjustments uh, to adjust me internally. Uh, amen. This is where prayer comes in handy. Uh, this is where Bible study comes in handy. Uh, this is our way of admitting and asking God to help us. Uh, because as was read today, uh, you got to think on these things, the things that are lovely, the things that are good, the things that are pure. But sometimes my, my get what we call stinking thinking, and my brain's not thinking 
something right. And I need God to come in and do a little adjusting uh, on the internal. Sometimes uh, my feelings get in the way of the facts. And I need God to touch my heart. Uh, my heart, the Bible says, sometimes condemns me. But I need the God that's greater than my heart uh, to come in and fix. Oh, somebody, you ain't hearing me today. Uh, you need to let God adjust uh, on the inside. Uh, whatever you got to move around, move it around. Whatever you got to remove, remove it. Uh, whatever you got to bring into my heart, uh, bring it into my heart. Oh, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Come on, I feel him in this house. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, I feel him in this house. I'm just about done preaching, but I want to help somebody. Don't, don't, don't despise God's adjustments, whether they're external, whether they're with your job, whether they're with relationships. And don't, don't reject God's internal attitude adjustments. It says, I can't bless a mentality like that. I can't bless an attitude like that. I can't. Oh, somebody give him praise. Man, let me just say this. God's not stuck. Some people think God's stuck in a rut when they are. God's not stuck. We might be stuck, but God is not stuck. God is not confused, although we are. See, the Bible talks about we're perplexed, but God's not. We're scratching our head wondering what's going on. But God, I mean, I want to tell you something else about your God. In part of this adjustment feature that God presents to us, God created everything from the end to the beginning. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. Oh, that just blew somebody's mind right there. For me, it wasn't a very big explosion, but hallelujah. He knows the end from the beginning. Somebody's going to get it in a moment. And so if God knows the end from the beginning, anybody ever read a book and you just want to know what's happening at the end? You just go to the end of the book. Sometimes God's sitting there and he's going, yeah, I know you're tripping out right now and you don't know what's going to happen, but I'm making some adjustments in your life. See, you might be confused about what's going on in your world, but God's not confused because he knows what you think is a detour, what you think is a setback is nothing more than me getting you exactly, oh, somebody, exactly where I need you to be, on position, on time. God God calls the things that are not as though they were. He's standing in your future calling to your present. He's calling to you and I. And we sometimes we do things whether they're sinful or not sinful. Amen. Whether we trip or we fall on our face. And we, we get scared because uh, amen, we, we got scared that how could I ever have done that? I never thought it possible of me. Anybody ever thought that about themselves? Uh, that's one word for that. It's called pride. I never thought it was possible for me. You don't really know yourself. But I got good news for you. We serve a God that knows you very well. Somebody ought to give God praise. Well... I never thought I would fall in that ditch, but God's already prepared somebody to pull you up out of it. I never thought I would go that direction, but he's already got somebody there ready to tow you out and turn you around. I never, oh, come on, somebody. I, I'll be honest, I was too prideful to believe that about myself, but God said, I already saw it coming, and your failures did not confuse me. Your mistakes don't worry me. I've already factored in with some adjustments from heaven. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise. Come on, let's stand across the building and clap our hands unto the Lord. Come on, somebody ought to shout here today. Come on, there's some adjustments happening today. There's some things that have been adjusted externally. There's some things that are being adjusted internally. 
He said, he said, he said, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Amen. I'm trying to get you where you need to be. You, you took the hard route to get there. You took the detour. I didn't want you to take the detour, but you took the detour. So I'm going to change the atmosphere, and I'm going to change the environment. We're going to go to a little windier season. We're going to change the season of your life. It's going to go from uh, maybe rain to sunshine, but whatever it does to provoke growth in your life. And when that gets done, he takes him into that fish, and that fish says, we're going we're gonna to change the pressure atmosphere. We're going to take you down a little notch, take you down to a little depth where you feel the pressures all around you. And it was in that moment that God started making some internal adjustments. Sometimes it's the external that start changing me on the internal. And God uses each and every one of those things. And the Bible says, Jonah said, okay, God. All right. I'll go. The next adjustment God makes. Everybody say altitude. He'll make altitude adjustments. And this is God. He goes, okay, now that you are willing to accept my changes in your life. Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. Now that you have accepted the adjustments I have brought in your world, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you from where you are, and I'm going to take you up another level. Amen. Can I preach to somebody when you let God make adjustments in your life, when you make God, when you let God make adjustments in your heart, when you let God make adjustments in your family? Amen. Your family will only get better; it won't get worse. Your own, come on, somebody. It's going to be every time you accept the adjustment of God. It's not always a rebuke. It's not always correction. Sometimes uh, the adjustment comes through blessings and sometimes the adjustment comes through amen, God pouring out goodness on us uh, and sometimes that adjustment comes but when you and I say yes to that adjustment and we accept it uh, the Bible would let us know that he said Jonah, I'm going to take you from this low place uh, and I'm going to take you to a better place. Uh, can I preach to somebody that when God uh, adjusts us and we accept us, accept that adjustment, uh, he is working out our eternity uh, and that Eternity is taking us not from this earth to something that is a little better, but it's an elevation like you and I have never heard of, like eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The good things God prepares to them that love him. Those, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What's he saying? I got some adjustments for you. And if you'll adhere to those, when we allow God to make the necessary adjustments, it always leads to an elevation in life. You, if you are tired of, of feeling like there is no blessing flowing in your life, amen, no blessing flowing in your family, no blessing flowing in your marriage, no, I encourage you to say, God, what adjustments can I make? Are there some, are there some atmospheres that I, I have allowed to inf infect my internal atmosphere, amen, if I could put it that way? Are there some voices I have allowed in my life that are not helping me, amen, internally and, and helping me with what you have told me, amen? And when we make those adjustments, the Bible says that fish swam to the surface and spit them out on dry ground. But I think this is the part where we should, we should, we should really give God praise and celebrate here today. This is what I want to encourage you and leave you with. Pastor, I have, I, have, I have made the wrong decisions. I have gone opposite of what God has told me. But when he said yes to the adjustments from heaven, the Bible says the fish spit him out right where he needed to be. I want you to think about that more. 
That fish swam 3,000 miles. Well, you don't know, I, I made a mistake way back in my 20s. You don't understand how far away I have gone. Can I preach a bumper sticker? God allows U-turns. Sometimes all it takes is just saying, okay, God, I will accept that. It's, you know, some people think they need a, they, they got a check engine light in their life and they think they need a new engine. No, you don't. Sometimes you just need some spark plugs. Some, some of my mechanics ought to say amen. Sometimes all you need is an oil change. Sometimes it's a small adjustment. Sometimes it's just one degree. It's not a whole overhaul. Sometimes you come to the altar and it's not a ton of tears streaming down your face because you know you need a complete change of your life. Sometimes it's when you go to the altar and you say, God, I just need a little adjustment in my life. But when he accepted those adjustments... He looked around and realized, I don't know how I got this far this fast. You would be shocked how far in God and God and in life you will get if you just say yes to God working in your life. Well, I made that mistake when I was 20. My Bible says that he will give back the years that the cankerworm pomeworm. This is, in fact, if you look at that, amen, I, I had a friend and I, we were doing a study, and on that scripture where he says, I give back the years the cankerworm pomeworm, those, those are levels of destruction. Degrees of destruction. That's 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 what what bug comes in first and what finishes it off at the end. He said, "I will give back not just the harvest, but I will give back the years." I imagine Jonah wasted a long time. He didn't have Uber or Lyft. He wasted a long time going three thousand miles in the wrong direction. But it only took one prayer meeting and one adjustment, and he made it three thousand miles in the right direction. What would happen in this building if we just said yes? Whatever you want to adjust, you adjust it. Whatever you want to recalibrate, you recalibrate. Whatever you want me to repent of, I repent of it. Because I can't keep looking at where I'm off from 20 years old and 50 years old. But I've got to find out if I can make it to where you called me. And the Bible says he got spit out on dry land. And I love this. The Lord called again to Jonah. And this time Jonah said, all right. You brought me a mighty long way. When you say yes to the incremental adjustments, God still has a purpose for you. God, the plan has not changed. The, the plan has not shifted. God said, you know what I planned all that time ago when you said no, I still have plans to use you in that very thing. Amen. I close with this and we're going to have a time of prayer. My wife and I traveled the country and uh, I still do more traveling than I like, but I'm kind of a homebody now, but I traveled, and, and anybody here use this beautiful invention called GPS? Okay, am I the only one? All right. Now, I know, I know some of you. Let me help some folks that um, are, are very wise. We have a thing called GPS nowadays. <laughs> I'm having some fun. <laughs> you always have somebody's like, well, you take a left by a trash can, I take a right by the chicken, you'll get there. <laughs> can you just send me the address? I'll... 
But I have this thing called GPS. It's quite a great invention. But how many people have ever taken a wrong turn while looking at your GPS? It says turn left in 300 feet. Sometimes mine likes to switch to metric system. I don't know why. <laughs> Just start switching to the metric system. It's like 300 meters. Uh, and I'm like, man, I took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. I feel like Bugs Bunny. I ended up in El Paso. I don't know what I'm doing here. But you know, never one time have I thought about getting out of the car and blowing it up. I took a wrong turn. Journey over. I'm preaching really good right now. I took a left when I should have taken a right, so I, I just got to blow up the vehicle. I got to quit. I, I got a flat tire because I went off-road when I shouldn't have, so I'm just going to give up on the journey altogether. My GPS has never condemned me, and Jesus will never condemn you either. Condemnation in these terms would say you took a wrong turn. Game over. Just give up on the journey altogether. Don't go see your family on Christmas. You took a left turn. You should have taken a right. Just give up. Turn around. Go home. Right? How absurd is that? But yet there are people in this building today that are living like that. All they need is that beautiful GPS to speak to them. Recalculating. Or Australian like mine. Recalculating. And it will tell you that if you take the necessary adjustments... The journey is still possible. The destination, I came to preach. Well, you don't know how many bad turns I've taken. If you take the necessary divine adjustments, if you let him recalibrate your life, if he lets you recompute where you're going and you make it, when he says take a left, you take that left, you'll still make it to the destination. You can still make it to heaven after the divorce. You can still make it to heaven after you fail. You can still make it, come on, you can still be use of God after you've fallen. You can still get back up when you feel like it's over. I want you to lift up your hands. I'm done preaching. Come on, I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I don't condemn you. Amen. Don't blow up the car. Don't finish the journey. I can still get you where you need to be. But you've got to recalculate. You've got to recompute. You've got to turn around. You've got to take a left. You've got, come on, somebody. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? It's not time to get a whole engine overhaul, but today's a day to say, God, whatever adjustment, it could be minor. It could be major. But whatever adjustment you got to make to get me to my destination, to get me the plan you have for my life. Come on, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. As the worship team begins to sing, I want you to pray. Amen. We're going to pray because your destination is still possible. Your purpose is still possible. The hand of God is still on you. I found joy. Come on, somebody pray right now. What are you doing in this altar? God, adjust me however you got to adjust me. Come on, 
Turn me left if I gotta turn left. Turn me right if you gotta turn me right. Turn me around if you gotta turn me around. Come on, recompute, recalculate, whatever you gotta do.
Somebody pray in the house of the Lord. Come on, I feel some adjustments in the house of the Lord. Come on, I feel like God has shifted some things and God is working some things out and God is getting some people closer to their destiny than they've ever been. Somebody pray right now.